Welcome to the Truth For Doubt podcast, where we like to talk about theology, apologetics, and try to have a little fun along the way. Join us as we navigate through life from a Christian worldview. Welcome to the Truth For Doubt podcast, the only podcast where you get to hear Dr. Ethan make his favorite eagle noise. I don't think eagles make that. Noise. They actually do. I saw it on Stephen Colbert. So like the uh, the like classic like ah like powerful eagle noise yeah. isn't an eagle. It's like some kind of hawk. Got it. But like on TV, they'll use that noise when they show an eagle. Right. But if you Google bald eagle noises, which I'm doing as we speak, it's more of a very high pitched, not very intimidating sound. Man, well, this was a way more detailed introduction than I meant it to be. But this week, we've got a special guest or a, a new addition. Are you, you've got the... I have the sound. You're taking up... Hey, man. You're taking up the... Oh. Is that an ad? Bald eagle noises. Okay. Here we go. Um, I believe you. Okay. That's not sad, though. All right. Yeah. Yep. I guess I kind of believe you. That's it wasn't the sound, like totally that's the sound of a bald eagle. Thing. It's like a big truck, like in like a, like yeah. a horn. It's yeah. like a it's like a squeaky it's wheel or something. Yeah. That was kind of yeah. Hey man, you're but little... you went like tweep tweep. Well, that's my best impression of it. Okay. Well, good job. <laughs> See that that <laughs> sounds that, that's a pony. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, pony. anyway, that, none of that matters. Uh, we have a, a new addition to the Truth for Doubt podcast in the form of Miss Katie Wilson. Hello. You should introduce yourself. Okay, so I am Katie Wilson, as he said. I am a librarian at an elementary school, and I am married to Paul Wilson, Paul. who is a nurse. Paul Wilson. And we have a little girl named Avery, and she'll be two in July, so we're just having a lot of fun with her. Cool. A lot of fun. Fun. See how right. that really yeah. fun. emphasize I heard, that word. I heard yeah. two years old is like the easiest age. So. They say terrible twos, Michael. Oh, right, right, right. Mm. It's but not I the don't terrific. think that's not, happening to us. It's not the terrific twos. It's oh, not terrific yeah. That's what you're yeah, 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 But, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're getting into the tantrums and stuff, but yeah. still she's really sweet. Yeah. So, that's yeah. Awesome. So. And you have a long-haired weenie dog? <laughs> yes, her name <laughs> is Claire. Claire. Uh-huh. She is the <laughs> softest dog. She's a really good dog. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah. She's like the most, uh, she I don't know. She'll just run up to you and then just immediately flip over on her belly. She wants you to pet her. That's She just starved for a yeah. attention your husband paul i watched him just like take her back legs when she was flipped over and just like drag her and yeah. then kind of like throw her, throw her a little bit oh Anyways, you can slide her she's like a swiffer yes <laughs> yeah. yeah she likes to slide around yeah. cool cool well cool no it's awesome because we've been wanting uh, a third person and like we thought that you would be perfect and so yes. we're super excited thank you i'm excited yeah, yeah. good yeah but there is one thing that that at least I have a bone to pick with you. I don't think Ethan was as upset. This is I why was. I'm on here. This is Michael, actually why you're on here. Michael has a lot of bones to pick. This. I've got so many bones to pick. But you made fun of our Lord of the Rings list. I didn't make fun of it. I just didn't think you picked the best characters. I know you had that uh-huh. rule um, about not having yeah, like, like part the of the main, fellowship, the but then you did pick some. Like that was, it's true. We broke our own rules. So, oh, well, yeah, I guess I did too. Yeah. With, uh, but the people Warner. I'm going to pick, uh-huh. one is for sure in it. But another one I'm not really sure. I don't think he is. So start with your okay. third most favorite. Okay, Gandalf. 
Yeah, yeah, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, I know. Like, like, Gandalf, oh. Gandalf the Grey or Gandalf the White? Oh, yeah. Mm. I guess they're kind of the same. They're kind of, he doesn't really act any different, does he? He's a little different. He acts like he has a little bit of amnesia when he first comes back. <laughs> yeah, that's which true. Which always kind of confuses me. That's true. Well, okay, so I like him because, I mean, he's very wise. He's like your granddad. He's just so nice. And he picks the hobbits. He's always picking them. He's like, the, they're the underdog. And he's just guiding them where they should go. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't really tell everybody what to do, except for in the case of that. What's that guy? Thorin? Is that his name? He's like the king. Oh, from the, the Hobbit. The Hobbit? Yeah. No, 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 uh, no. No? Not from the Hobbit? Mm-mm. Thorin was in the Hobbit. Though. Okay. Yeah. Okay, no. I'm not thinking about Are that. you talking about the guy that, like, had his mind taken over by yes. Sauron? The oh, old king from... Yes. The king of Rohan. 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 Yeah, the guy. riders of Rohan. The horses and that stuff. That guy. In yeah. that case, he told... He was kind of like, you need to get it together. Yeah. We're, we're going to do something, you know. Yeah. But I just like... I don't know. Yeah. It's true. And he's sort of like a godlike figure. Yes. Like, like yes. in the whole mythology. Like, mm-hmm. he's not a human or an elf. Like, he's on but, some different level. Like, But it's yeah. kind of crazy because... I think it's interesting because in... Other things like, I don't know, Harry Potter and different things that wizards are in. They can do all this cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Gandalf, sometimes, sometimes I'm like, what? He can't even do... Or I think he can. He chooses not to. It's true. Oh, yeah. It, you don't really see him do that much magic. Well, you know, is I've this never really thought about that. This is either in The Hobbit or... I think it is. I can't remember, but they're they're going to visit somebody, uh-huh. and it might be that what's that guy? He has bird nests in his hair. Oh, uh, uh, the, Radagast. Yeah, yes. it might be to visit him. I'm not 100 percent sure, but they're like, is he? Um, can he do all these things, or is he more like you? And like talking about Gandalf, like because yeah. you don't, you can't do anything <laughs> really. But um, yeah, so I like him. Yeah. He's just so yeah. I don't know. I always get confused in movies where like they're supposed to be like this super ultra powerful person, and then they get like beat in like two seconds or like i don't know there's uh what movie was it oh it was star wars like the the one where snow force awakens oh where well yeah snow too i guess but Let's like not, yes. where like ray just like instantly took out this guy who's supposed to be like this like oh kylo Lord. ren yeah, yeah. And blew it was just my like, mind yeah it was i don't know and it's like I don't get power levels and things sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like Gandalf. Like okay. He's supposed to be super powerful, but I think he chooses not. not to. Mm. I think he... Which is kind of part of he his doesn't coolness. Wanna, yeah. I think he doesn't want to... Because um, he could come and take out all this stuff, I guess, mm-hmm. or do whatever, but he chooses to kind of let men or whoever, men, elves, mm. whatever, yeah. make their own. It's kind of like a free will kind of deal. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So He's kind of like orchestrating things and like part yes. of him orchestrating things yes. is like taking, kind of taking his power away sometimes so yeah. he doesn't like influence things too much. Yes, yeah. influence, yeah. Yeah, mm. but. And he's not, because I mean, still. I feel like could he not have just gone with Frodo and been like everything. Body that's gonna come get you. I'm just gonna take them out. You yeah, know? and yeah. then there's that whole eagle theory. Like they could have just taken the eagles, and the people have to come up with excuses why they couldn't take the eagles. Right. But I never really. It's buy not it. the destination. It's the journey. It's the journey. That's yeah. what it well, is. and the eagles, like they're like this whole own race. Like so, like he could have written it differently, but like they would have still had to like convince the eagles to fly into Mordor. So. I don't know if they would have agreed. I'm just saying. They were already there. They're the ones who took them out. Eagles are a proud race. We heard their we heard their call earlier. <laughs> That's they didn't choose yeah. to do that sound. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so second three, two, one. We're doing this this way. Second is Eowyn. 
not to be oh yeah confused with arwen yeah arwen is the elf girl yeah aowen is oh, the right. ro- whatever the princess the she's the i am no man yeah. yeah she yeah. dresses up she fights um yeah even though nobody wants her to choice. y'all didn't bring the her up y'all didn't bring, right. y'all, they brought up zero women just saying, but that's okay. Good point. Well, that's all yeah. we have you on the show yeah, now. Exactly. Right? So, yeah, and is just so, it's so <laughs> awesome. You just watch it and you want to be like her. You're right. Don't I'll watch you? it. I'll watch it and Don't I want to be, like her. be yeah. like her. Yeah. And I, there's more stuff. Uh, sad to say, I've only read The Hobbit. I've not read the other, the mm. trilogy. I That's a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. anyway, so I think she's a lot more cool in those too. I was reading some stuff about her. And, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she took out, uh, it's like the king of the... Yeah, Ring the, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Does she actually? Because st- I never read the books all the way through. Does she actually like stab him in the face in the books too? Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Did you read them all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never okay. read them all. It I took get, like, like all through it. And I'm just like, oh gosh. Well, I'm so it took me all the way through them. medical school. Yeah. It took me four years to read all the way through them because I would do. I'd read them every yeah. night for like a month, and then I'd get busy and I'd sit it down for like three months. And then you had to start yeah. over because yeah. you forgot. And then I'd be like, wait, what was happening? It's a lot. Yeah. And no one really says like how kind of like hard of a read it really is. Because there's a lot of like strangely written things in there. I don't know if it was just like the time period it was written in or how he particularly it's, wrote. It's a know. marathon. It was like, it was rough. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Because I found yeah. I would get, I would get impatient. I'd yeah. be like, okay, I don't need all this. Let me just skip forward. But I had to keep telling myself, no, don't do that. Like, What's the rush? Mm-hmm. Sit down and actually right. read every single word. Like right. take take the time. And I think that's something that I don't know if you guys struggle. I struggle with if if I try and sit down and quiet my mind, mm-hmm. I cannot do it. Like I have to have a podcast or music or something else yeah. going. So that's something that I've been trying to practice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So number one. Sam. Sam. Uh, this Sam? is of course, of course. Of course. It's always Sam. This is why I was so mad because they didn't mention <laughs> Sam because he's the best. He's just like the truest friend, even uh-huh. though Frodo. I saw actually a meme about this, and it was like Smeagol's doing all this stuff against Frodo, and then Sam like is accused wrongly of stealing mm. some bread, which mm-hmm. he didn't do, and Frodo's like, "You're out." Like, yeah. And, but he still followed him, and he saved him. And really, nothing would have happened without Sam. It's true. He's yeah. the one who carried Frodo into Mount Doom. It's true. He's just the best. Yeah. Unsung hero. Man. So, oh, what was the story? The dog story? Hmm. Yeah, so speaking we... of Claire, there's a great story about Claire. Okay. So our little dog, we were outside on our porch, and I heard this squeaking sound. Me, Avery, and Paul, we were all out there. And I thought she had gotten a hold of a chew toy, which I don't know how, because we don't have one that makes sounds. But mm-hmm. anyway, but it was actually, come to find out, some baby rabbits. And she was crushing their skulls. Oh, Isn't that mm, sad? Like multiple rabbits? Four. I thought there was just like one. No. And some of them did oh, live. Man. Paul went, we like got her to go away. And Paul was saying that their skulls are like eggshells. Like they're so soft. Oh, that's really sad. But the sad. sound. I, w- I wish I didn't bring those. I know. <laughs> I'm telling you. I just heard like a bit of it. And the squeaking was them this. dying. Oh. It is such a funny story to that's me. So because sad. this is this is the cutest <laughs> little dog. <laughs> It's like, instinct takes over. Claire is okay. the cutest yeah. little dog, and just imagining her just destroying these and like baby rabbits. And her little mouth is like the perfect size. It's so, it's like so the, sad. Yeah. In fact, I, really I think wiener dogs are made for like hunting yes, and stuff they like are. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. like they're like meant to go through like the like bird holes and things like that. Yeah. 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 Man, that's really depressing. They're diggers, too. Gosh. Our previous dog yeah. dug a lot. She doesn't. Claire doesn't do that as much, but he could dig out. 
hmm. of like fences and stuff. That oh, wow. Yeah. Right. So this is another really weird thing. I don't know how we are on time. Um, oh, we got, we're, we're good. Okay. But I, uh, and this just came to mind and I don't know why I'm bringing this up, just but now. it was just really weird. So I think it was, yeah, it was last night. I had the weirdest dream. Yeah. And I only, oh. only remember part of it. But I remember thinking, like, that someone had signed me up for an MMA fight. Oh, what? Against this other what? person who was, like, an MMA fighter. Oh, and, like, you know, I'm not. And, and you won. Well, see, I didn't, I didn't go that far. Oh. I, I just had the anxiety building up inside of me. And then I woke up at 3 a.m. wide awake and wasn't able to go back to sleep. Oh, <laughs> a lot of anxiety. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I was you're like, fight? Yeah, because I was like, I've got to do this fight tomorrow. And, like, I was going to do it. Like, in, in the uh, in the dream. Like, did you have an option, or was it like, okay, I'm already signed up. I might as well just yeah, like, go through Who it. Who signed you up? See, I don't, I don't remember any of that. Right. I just remember that, like, for whatever reason, I got signed up for it, and I was on board. And I yeah. was like, all right, I'll do it. But I don't know why. It was, it was, yeah, it was. It is kind of crazy that in dreams you can have this certain feeling and then you wake up and you Mm. really have that feeling. Yeah. It's, it is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Dreams are crazy. Yeah. I had a dream one time that I wrestled an alligator and like the exact same thing happened to me. Cause like just as like the jaws were about to like close (laughs) over my face, like I just shot up in the bed and just thought that I was, I don't know. It was awful. It was like like real. The the things, oh, I just kicked the trash can. I got excited. But like the my blankets were like wrapped around my legs a little bit too, so I thought that like it had like a hold of me like with its legs, and I didn't like it a little bit. That's but isn't weird. that interesting? Because I guess you'd have to wake up at that point. Like, how would yeah. you? Or like switch to a new dream? Oh yeah, okay. Because I've had that happen too. Like I've I've had a dream where like I was being like traced through a forest by I don't know like this guy in black, and then we went to this house. And he ended up like throwing like ninja stars at oh, me, and, and like then bam. I like, I, but I, I remember feeling them like hit my back, <laughs> like it was the weirdest thing ever. But then like one got me like in the head or something like that, and like killed me, I guess. And then it switched to a it's new. It's like dream. Inception. And I was in a robot, which so I was much happier with that. Oh, dream. so so that just, like, is switched. like Inception for real. Yeah, like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Katie? What was your? Yeah, I don't I can't weird remember a lot of no. I can't remember. I don't remember anything. Like oh, really? That. That's a bummer. Like, cause I have sometimes some crazy I will. Dreams mm-hmm. Sometimes. Hey, does this ever happen though? You won't remember it. You'll wake up and you won't remember it. But then something else will happen later in the day, and it like brings it all back. Oh, Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I can't think of anything now. But do you think that's what like ninety nine percent of deja vu is? Is like you actually dreamt something and then it reminds you of something, or do you I think it was that. like a past memory that you had, and then it something similar happened i don't know mm-hmm. but i'm actually reading well i'm reading a c.s lewis book right now oh what is it um it's not out of the silent planet and it's not pyralandra it's ah it's he the, doesn't even know the it's book the he is third, currently it's reading the third book in that series okay. yeah, it's yeah. a it's his sci-fi I've never read series that. i've never read that but i know what you're talking about yeah i don't even know what it's about though so there's it it's like this uh, oh, uh, that hideous strength, I think is what it's called. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and this girl, I'm only like 50 pages in. Is this going to ruin it? No. Oh, okay. I don't. I'm only 50 pages for our in. listeners. The whole book is like three, well. three or 400 pages. Okay, I don't know. Okay. So I don't know what's going to happen either. Okay. But, uh, and this girl at the very beginning keeps having deja vu, but then she realizes that she's having dreams that are like premonitions. Like she has a dream. And then it actually and, happens. And then she, and yeah, and then it actually happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, and <clears throat> and she she thinks that she's like sick and like kind of going out of her out of her mind. And so and so she goes to 
some doctor and they're like, oh no, like this is a strength and you don't know the power that you have. Is this in the first book? Yeah. No, this is the the last book. This is like a new character? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Do you like this series? Uh, it's okay. It's not. It's not as good as like the Narnia series. Okay. Um, but like the first book, kind of, sort of runs into the second book. But as of the so far, one. the third book hasn't related at all to the first or the second that's book. Interesting. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That's kind strange. of like how Narnia is. It's yeah, like some, that's true. Uh, yeah. They kind of hint at, like, all of them kind of, I mean, you know, they they're the a same. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming, because, again, I'm only 50 pages in, but I'm, I'm assuming at some point it's going to tie somehow. together. Yeah. It, does um, this have any symbolism like Narnia does? Uh, the second one, the first and the Christine. second one absolutely okay. did. Um, again, the third one, not quite yet. But they've they've started to hint that like like she goes to this doctor and they're like you have this power like mm-hmm. and you're gonna be like this is gonna be a, a strength for you mm-hmm. to save humanity and she's like what are you even talking about and that's kind of where I am I so know. I don't know oh, that's cool like they keep talking about there's this big battle coming and stuff but yeah. like right now they're just in like boring old England so oh. boring old England boring old England yeah boring yeah. old England well before we move on like one of the things that surprised me katie when i first met you is mm-hmm. that like i i did not think that you would be as nerdy as you are oh yes and you okay do you get that a lot though do you like what people are um, like and like she's i feel like she i don't know Ring, she i feel like a lot Star of Wars. okay this is, that is why, why paul and i are married right now oh really because when I, we had mutual friends that uh-huh. kind of set us up and this is their points to me he likes star wars and he plays guitar that was uh, it. Like, if he didn't like Star Wars, yeah. we could not mm. be together. Right. So that's like... Man, so why is Star Wars so, like, ingrained in you? Was it, like, your, my mom your parents? Your mom. to see the first one, A New Hope, mm-hmm. nine times in the theater. What? Wow. That's awesome. Man. Nine times. So... It was, yeah. Huh. It was just like, it's really more Something nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. both of us. But right. I think that's more so cool. me. Sure. But yeah. So, That's but awesome. now Paul's gotten into it. Like, he's reading all these books. He's, like, making sure they're canon and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I used to read a lot more Star Wars books Yeah. when I was younger. Well, you're a librarian, so that means you've read all books. I've read all the books in my library. Yeah. That's for sure. We don't even have that many Star Wars. That's something that I'm working on. Okay. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. You're I'm doing the Lord's work. On, even if the kids don't want that. <laughs> the kids, like, I'm like, oh, the kids not want we got that. these new Star Wars books because they want more... Um, like Graphic the novels. like the young adult stuff with love triangles. No, but see, I'm elementary, so triangles. I can't. I mean, we're not oh, okay, like Twilight. Mm, that's true. Yeah, we're yeah, not. Yeah. So you really games. are doing the Lord's work because the very first time I actually ever read any of the Narnia books. Oh my gosh! Was yes. the elementary school library yes. in, at Prairie View University in Pastrop. Prairie View University, what am I saying? Wow, Prairie View a, Academy. That's a, oh, well, that still and sounds nice. It was, it was a private really school. Nice, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, in Bastrop, Louisiana. And there were, there were, like, the library was really old. We had, like, all these old books from, like, the 70s mm, and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember picking out, and it said The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And I was like, 
this is this weird. looks weird yeah, yeah. that's exactly it and, and so i read it and i was like this is amazing yeah and then i found trying. out that there were seven more yeah. or six more books i have that series i want to get it with new covers this is the thing with children uh. they don't want to read anything that looks old oh yeah good like point. i will See, give them now a book. i yeah. want old books yeah because yeah. it looks like cool and nostalgic and no i need all new copies yeah. they want like, even like the harry they potter will books specifically yeah they will Man. they will pick around for my newer ones yeah and they will specifically ask me for a certain book, and I show it to them. And if it's old, they'll be like, "Never mind." And I'm like, "This is exactly what you asked yeah. for, though." You should you should That's flip so, through the pages and like, let them it's smell the it. Same yeah, exactly inside. Right. Mm, smell so, the mildew. Yeah, but yeah, I always try to push the that. I always know it's like there's certain readers um, that I know will like go for certain books, yeah. and mm-hmm. there's some of them that I'm like, I see myself in you. So yeah. I'm like, I don't read this you want to read this book yeah you know. so you can, like that's tailor awesome. it to so their... awesome yeah do you guys awesome. do accelerated reading yeah but it's not like it used to be oh really which is better it's oh, like okay. it, now it's more just like fun motivation mm-hmm. it's not it used to be tied to a grade when right. i was in school which it ne- that yeah, was never too. its point so now it's just more like motivation because some people aren't mm-hmm. motivated that way mm-hmm. i was because I was like, more points, yes. yeah. yeah. See, I, was, I will beat all of you. I was that was my first experience with the Lord of the Rings. It was the thickest book I could it find. It was so many points, and it was it was like thirty points. Yes, and I took the test after like fingering through it, and right. still completely failed it. Oh, <laughs> see, that's the thing. That's why I read The Hobbit because uh, yeah. I knew if I made, I didn't really even finish it because I knew if I made like even a seventy on it, I would get as many you points get, as I needed. Yeah. See, that's that's why it's not right. That's not it really good. Doesn't right. motivate right. you, man. Well, hey, I think it's time to move on. Enough of the silly get a talk. Move on. <laughs> What's that? I said get a move on. Get a move on. Um, so, yeah, we were talking before. Like, it, This is actually the perfect week to have Katie on to get just multiple perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, but we like, there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the news and in uh, politics and everything like that with the whole abortion debate. And so what's your guys' take on it? So, because we, I don't know, I, I told you guys that we were going to do this mm-hmm. not too long ago, but... Yeah, and when you said that, I honestly didn't even know what was going on. So, I'm glad you oh, really? said that. I yeah. didn't know. There's so much. Like, I didn't it's know. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you had the thing in New York a little bit ago where you had basically abortions being legalized up till, um, right. up till like, delivery, basically. Um, the people in Virginia who were wanting to, who, I don't know, the governor of Virginia who basically said that, uh, you know, if a... A botched abortion, um, or a baby who was supposed to be aborted was oh. delivered. They would keep the baby, you know, comfortable until the doctor and the mother could make a make the decision of what to do with it. And so, wow. a lot of people are saying, "Well, that kind of you know lit a fire underneath a lot of these pro life people." And you know, now you have Georgia and is that um, why? Alabama. Is that why? I mean, they I think kind it, of it kind of like spurred them on a little right. bit. I would, I could. I can understand that argument. Um, I think, who was it? It was like Washington Post or something like that said that. But like, that's oh. probably what happened. It made people kind of realize that this is happening and that mm. they, something needs to be done, even though the Washington Post would be for abortions. But anyway, it made sense. So, but there's like, there's a lot of misinformation going around. And like, Katie, you were talking about right. some of it before. So like, what are the, some of the things that you just randomly saw in some of the headlines? Right. So when Michael told me we were talking about this, like I said, I didn't really know. Um, you said you were talking about Alabama, um, the law that they passed. And so I was looking it up, and it was saying that it was criminalizing women 
for having abortions, which um, I found out later is not true. And what else did it say? What did I say earlier? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. But I did read some other things, and I was like, oh, I don't know how about how I feel about this. That, um, you know, they really made the big point that that was passed by 12 white men, mm-hmm. right? right, or something like that. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that does sound kind of like we're not. I have a question. Yes. So with that, um, and, and this is just a thought. This is something that Lacey and I were talking about. Um, with these laws that are passed mm-hmm. and they say, well, women aren't being represented. You know, men are making these decisions. Like this was, this was voted on by not the public, right? It was a bill passed by elected representatives. By elected, right. Yeah. So by elected representatives. Right. Yeah. And, and in Alabama, it was also signed into law by a the woman. female, yeah. yeah, the female the governor. governor. Yeah, uh, which I also, didn't realize that until I was like, oh, the the governor is right. female. Right. Well, yeah. I, I just couldn't help but think like, well, it's, 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 it, these are elected people, yeah. you know, and so if we That's want, why it's important if we to want be, more, right, yeah, if we want more female um, uh, uh, representation. representation, yes, yeah. thank you, um, like, we should be voting that, we, you know, we should be putting these people up there, you know. It's kind of like people don't want to have to um, worry about it or mess with it until they have a problem with it. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, we don't want to vote, worry about voting or whatever, or mm-hmm. we're not too concerned about it until, until there's a problem. And it's like you said, well, you did vote these people in. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and the thing is, and I've got a really hard stance on this when it comes to the argument that men should not have a voice when it comes to this. I I think there is almost no worse sexist bigoted thing than to say that a man can't speak on, on the topic of abortion. Yeah. Um, because for one, men were all fetuses at one point in time. Yeah. Right. Uh, Well, it's, and not only that, but a lot of this has to do with the science of embryology. Yeah. Um, it has to do with what is morally right and wrong. And that has no sex or no gender. Um, right. And, uh, and to say that a man has no right to speak up about this is ridiculous because all the exact same arguments are, they're typically arguments that are based off of just simple morality or it's, they're arguments based off of science. And it doesn't matter whether a man or a woman says right. it, the argument's the exact same. Yeah. Well, the argument I, is that like, is that these are like what, the, what someone would argue is that these are women's rights. Right. So, so a man shouldn't have, you know, sure, you can share your opinion on it, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's the woman's right. But that's where I'll disagree. Yeah. Because right. Absolutely. I, I don't think that it is, oh, I don't think that it is women's rights. Yeah. Um, I, because again, you, you sort of have to. You have to separate that it's a completely different life that you're right. talking you about. Right. You sort of have to move backwards and, right. and ask the, the first question of, of is the fetus part of a woman? Or is it its own being? Right. I mean, that's the first question you have to answer. Yeah. Because sure, if you say it's part of a woman, then okay, then then you can talk about women's rights, and if right. that's what you believe, then fine. I disagree with that. Right. But you know. But we, we can start having that conversation. Right. That's yeah. that's that's where defining terms is unbelievably important. Right. In this kind of argument. That's where all of this splits is is the fetus part of the woman or is the fetus its own being mm-hmm. and yeah i mean I, I i think we would all agree that it's its own being i think i saw or it was in an article or a video and it was talking about um 
But it's almost like the, saying this argument that men don't have a say. It's like they're trying to make it like where this is just about women and that they're trying to take away the responsibility from the man. Yeah. Right. And like that's even worse. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you have, say you have, um, you get pregnant, you have a baby that, um, and you are, you and the man are no longer, no longer together. Well, the Mm -hmm. man is responsible for paying child support. Mm -hmm. But if this happens, you know, then it gives them an easy out. Oh yeah. You know, and so that's not really helping women either. They kind of want to make that argument. Well, you know, so... Well, honestly, I think the people who would be most for abortions wouldn't necessarily be women. It would right. be rapists, and it would be yes. um, it would be deadbeat men who don't want to take on the responsibility exactly. of fatherhood. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, that's the thing. Yeah. I think this all boils down to motive. Like, well, why why do we want to argue for abortion? Why do people want to argue for it so mm-hmm. much? And it's just interesting to me. Yeah. Their arguments for it. Well, and going. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. It's it's because it's not really as much about human rights or about women. Sorry, about women's rights as as it seems. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It's very surprising to me that, and I've heard multiple clips of of people defending it from that side, saying, Mm -hmm. "We have to stand up for for the rights of people." We have to stand up, and and it, it's sort of this social injustice, uh, like that they're calling people to. We have to stand up to this injustice mm-hmm. that 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 they're doing by not allowing abortion, and it's just so backwards in my mind. Yeah, um, it's just very interesting. Yeah, that I dare I say, I think it's just really selfish. Well, because, yeah, and that's honestly, yes. that's the vast majority of abortions. So a lot of people will say that. And um, sorry, can yeah, and no can problem. I say, um, I don't mean if anyone is lis- listening who has had an abortion, I don't mean to to uh, condemn. I, I think that there is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And anyways. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But I think at the at the root of that basic decision, um, it's pride. Yeah, and well, unfortunately, it's it's so like that's why one of, one of the myths of the law was that the like you Katie were right. saying the woman will be prosecuted, and that's just a complete lie. It states clearly in the in the bill, in the Georgia bill, and in the Alabama bill, and I, I think there's a couple more now that are being uh, tossed around. I can't remember what states, but but it clearly states that the woman will not be prosecuted at all. It's just the doctor, and the doctor will be given a sentence of 10 to 99 years in prison. Um, Which, this is a little bit of a hot take. I'm not sure I agree with that. Really? Yeah. It, if if you're going to be consistent yeah. with your belief uh-huh. that it is illegal, from a medical perspective, as a doctor, I'm not as an OBGYN, yeah. you know, but as a family doctor, I can't do any procedure on a patient without their legal consent. Sure. Yeah. And so, and so the patient has to consent to that. Yeah. Um, right. And, well, you're, you're saying that there, there would be no responsibility on, I, I mean, I'm just saying, are you saying that the mother would, would also have culpability of the, I'm, I'm just saying if, 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 illegal, if, if we're going to be right. consistent and say sure. that it's wrong and yeah. that it's going to be illegal, 
then right. some of that would fall on the mother. So here's one now, of the now reasons. Now, what, what that looks like, yeah. whether it be prison or fine, or, I don't know. Right. But I'm just saying, well, if I, we're consistent there... I would agree with you, but I've heard arguments as to why they don't necessarily want to prosecute the mother. Yeah. Uh, and one of those reasons is that a lot of women have been fed or has been yeah have been fed lies about what the fetus is yeah and i can understand that yeah they've been they've been told that it's just a clump of cells and they truly believe that and so one of the things that you have to do when you're actually prosecuting uh murder is looking for intent and that's Mm -hmm. what separates the different the different legal statuses Mm -hmm. of murder and i can understand that and the intent when yeah for the the female wouldn't be there for for that murder but and another reason that they're wanting to do it too is it's kind of like the you'll catch more flies with honey than vinegar that's kind of one of the ways that i've heard it put Mm -hmm. so you're wanting to change women's minds you're not necessarily wanting to to push them away with all these these legal mumbo jumbo and so one of the reasons why they're they're prosecuting the doctors is because they know full well what that fetus is that that's a baby that Mm -hmm. is a human life that they're taking away uh, and so they want to try to encourage women to recognize that and not necessarily prosecute them. Um, and not only that, but you would also be prosecuting millions and millions of, of women as, as well. Which, right. I mean, but I don't know. So I, I understand the argument to not mm. prosecute them. I would I also think. say that not all doctors are as wonderful as you. And yeah. some well, I mean, are. There, are, there are lots of different ethical. Right. Well, opinions. In, I feel like to that in the cases of per, maybe Planned Parenthood, they are convincing women that they should have abortions, oh, yeah. and right. so and it's just so interesting. I was thinking about this. It's like, okay, well, what is the motive between having an abortion? Like you said, is it like a selfish, like this, like out of convenience? This is going to make my life easier, which is a lie. This is going to make my life easier. I can't. Um, take care of this baby or I can't, you know, mm-hmm. lots of different reasons. Is it that? Or so that that's one, one, I guess, reason. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then another would be because of rape or incest that I didn't mm-hmm. ask for this mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I was reading something and I thought it brought up a good point in that. Okay. So say you get an abortion. If that's not going to fix the root of the problem, mm-hmm. that's not the root of the problem. You know, like that's not going to take everything yeah. away. And you're meeting an evil with an even greater. Right. Evil. And mm-hmm. so you're, if say it's convenience, well then you're going to have, I mean, and it could hurt your body. You could mm-hmm. maybe never ha- be able to have kids again or, you know, yeah. but then you're going to have to deal with that. Um, and I have a, I have another option like you mentioned some reasons okay, right, right. Go ahead. um so um where would you guys stand on fetal malformation not fetal so, death so not fetus isn't dead mm-hmm. but just severely malformed and and for for um this example's sake we'll say not likely to live very long after delivery. I don't see like okay so here's the thing you're you're predicting the future at that point. I mean you're saying that, that right you, we don't know. Right, right exactly. You're saying that that it will be better for this child for it right. to not live. And so here's okay one of the things that I learned from um, the Life Training Institute who mm-hmm. we're going to have a special guest that we're going to interview uh, next week, but it won't air until the 10th of next month. But anyway, um, one of the things I learned from them is to this principle called trot out your toddler. And it's uh, it's very helpful because they say anytime that someone is making a case for abortion, pretend that you have a toddler right in front of you right. and use the exact same mm-hmm. scenario for that toddler. 
that as you would for the fetus inside of the womb or for the baby inside of the womb. So taking your example, so okay. say that you had a one and a half to two year old right in front of you who had this, you know, this horrible deformity or whatever. And you're saying that it would possibly in the future, this child could have a horrible life because of all these like deformities and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we don't really know, but probably it'll have a hard life. Mm-hmm. Is it morally okay to kill that one and a half to two year old, two one and a half to two year old, based on the exact same principle as as killing the child inside the womb? Right, and of course not. No, you can't kill right. a yeah. one and a half to two. Yeah, I had right. thought about that too. That if all these things that were people are saying, mm-hmm. if you said that about a child that was already born, yeah, you know, like I mean, there's a lot of kids that are born into. Terrible homes, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you can just we kill them. Kill the, I mean, because mm-hmm. yeah, their life may be awful. Right. But that's where I think too, if we're making this stand for life, mm-hmm. we should also, I think Birth Choice does a good job mm-hmm. with this. Come alongside, mm-hmm. like as Christians, come alongside these women and their and the husband or you know um, the men and. Let's help them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Let's yeah. help, and yeah. that's. I think that's what a lot of people are trying. I don't know. But yeah. okay, well, the that's... problem with that argument is that they're saying that if that doesn't happen, then it's still okay to kill the baby. No, and and that's. I think often that's used as a smokescreen issue to get away from the debor- the abortion right, debate. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and so while yes, that's definitely a conversation need, that needs to be had. You brought up a very good point when you said that. Okay, so we have all these kids in, like, say, foster care systems that are awful. Um, and there needs to be more help for these, you know, these low-income mothers and all these different kinds of things. That's true, but a child in those circumstances still doesn't deserve to be killed. Right. Um, and so we first, I think, need to, well, they can be both worked on together at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I think we as Christians and we have people who are pro-life, we can't get distracted when we're having a conversation about abortion when people will say, well, if you actually believed in pro-life, you'd be pro-life from uh, from the womb to the tomb, basically. And while, yes, that's true. That's, that's a separate. Still, yeah, it's a separate issue almost um, that we can have that discussion. Right. But right now, let's focus on the abortion issue. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that ca- does like to be thrown out yeah, if you are right. pro-life. Right. right, yeah. And again, going back to the, the rape and incest thing, it's also important to realize that that's also thrown around typically as a smokescreen yes. issue as well because rape and incest only accounts for between mm, uh, yeah. one or actually 0.5% of all abortions to 1% of all abortions. Right. Usually That's the not the majority. Is, and it, that doesn't yeah, make it right. It doesn't that, make it right, but you're, they're also trying they're to make using a that. law based off of a mind, like 05 to 1% of all abortions to say that all the other abortions are okay. So one of the things that I saw like Ben Shapiro do is – an easy way to tell if somebody is using that as, okay, let's try to you know meet halfway maybe, is by asking them, okay, so if we agree that, or if we at least make a compromise and say that abortions with rape and incest are okay, does that mean you're against all other abortions? Like the other 99.5% are you against? Mm-hmm. Usually they'll say, well, no, of course not. So they're just throwing out rape yeah. and incest as a as a way to get you off. Yeah. Well, and yeah. like I said before, even if you get if that does happen, that is not fixing the like the rooted the root problem, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. of that, and could contribute to an even bigger like give you an even bigger. I think women are 
like fed you like we said fed all these lies that it's going to make your life maybe so much easier it's going to take this away from you and that's not that's Mm -hmm. that's a lie right well and like what you said earlier when you're um so and so ethan has a baby i guess you you've talked about heidi yeah 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 so she's how much younger is she than avery she's 15 months probably now okay so avery's gonna be two so somebody do the math and so she's younger by some months nine-ish months okay so uh, when you're pregnant and you go to the doctor and I don't know where this happens, but you can do a test for them to find out if there could be between like some things they could find. You're between, a doctor, you yeah, know. <laughs> between, between 15 and 20 weeks, they can do a blood test. Right. We call it quad screen. Mm-hmm. And essentially what it does is it, it doesn't tell you if your kid will or won't have certain chromosomal abnormalities, but it can, it can, give you an idea if your child is at a higher risk of having these right. chromosomal abnormalities, right. Down syndrome being one of them. Now, yeah. I know some, I mean, <clears throat> some people have different views on this. I don't know what you guys did or not. Um, some people, I guess, might want to do that so they're prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, we chose not to because we, we were like, well, it doesn't matter. Right. Because mm-hmm. we're going to love this baby no matter what. But that it that does kind of bring up the thing. Yeah, it's not up to us to decide. Yeah. If their life is worth and and everyone, right yeah. and no test is one hundred percent. Like I was in a delivery where um, all of the mom's tests had been completely normal, completely perfect. Ultrasounds were completely normal, completely completely normal. Deliver the baby Down syndrome, right? Um, and you know, no test is one hundred percent. Like right. you just. You know, and that's not, and ultimately, it's not up to us, right? To and decide. that, and and that yeah. per, and that child isn't any less of a human being right. than your child or my child. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, despite what Iceland says, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what reference you're making. So there. Iceland was bragging last year at some point that they had basically gotten rid of Down syndrome mm. through the use of eugenics. Oh gosh! Through abortion, just killing wow. off anything that came back positive for. Mm. Uh, for Down syndrome, and so wow. they're yeah, it's like down to like like I don't know one or two percent or something like that of Down Ooh. syndrome population. Well, we uh, have birth rate. I'm cringing right now. You yeah, can't see that. that but it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> we That's have, awful. Um, in our school, and actually, I know the family really well, and they knew. Oh, I mean, they were pretty sure that their little boy was going to be Down syndrome, and mm-hmm. that was really difficult. You know, they had prayed a lot, and I think they really thought. Um, God would heal him, mm-hmm. and God chose not to. Mm-hmm. But he is the most precious boy. He's in our a kindergarten class, and he yeah. is so brings so much joy to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you cannot. Who are we to say yeah. that mm-hmm. they don't have value? This, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness! And I feel like I learned so much from him. The kids in his class learned so much from him. Mm-hmm. There's so much. I see a lot more empathy. A lot more being considerate mm-hmm. maybe from his classmates mm-hmm. than I see from others because mm-hmm. they haven't had to they haven't had someone in their class that that, that might be a little different from them right right uh, and it's just so I just oh, it's so great something else that I think is really important that I think we might have started to touch on earlier but I think we got away from and Lacey mentioned this too when we were talking earlier was that um like if if we're if we're gonna do if we're going to make abortion illegal, you know, or or work towards that, mm-hmm. um, like we should at the same time be trying to bolster supportive care for these mothers 
and for mm-hmm. these children yeah. in the adopting in the adoptive foster right. care areas and in the um, other like prenatal care areas, mm-hmm. you know, right. because and if we're going to say, no, please continue with this pregnancy. I mean, you've been through pregnancy, Katie, like it's a lot, you yes, know, it is. and so like mm-hmm. women who feel like they don't have support, like, yeah. and, and again, I don't know what that is going to look like or would look right. like or should sure. look like. Sure. But I think, I think that that's something that should be addressed. Totally. Know? And I think, okay, so I think that, um, yes, absolutely. And I think churches need to be doing a better job at that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I do also think that there is a misconception that there's there's not help available and that's being fed to women. Oh, there's that's, definitely help already out there. Exactly. I'm and just so, saying like, I mean, we should try and like, can continue to do that oh, yeah, better. Right. Totally. And I think the church needs to be at the spearhead of that. And I think that, you know, again, we've had this conversation apart from the podcast uh, and a little bit in the podcast, I guess, but like the, the removal of the church as the social foundation of a community has, has degraded that and has kind of like gone right. away. And then mm-hmm. and we need to do that again. We need to be the main support right. for these women. Right. We started um, more as, as a, as a culture sort of depending more on these governmental type exactly. programs yeah. yeah right so i think that there's there's definitely those things out there i mean there's there's um you know birth choice um and there's there's a lot of different things they these women who think that there's no option who've been spoon-fed that abortion is the only option they need to be told that there's all of these different resources and and again the church needs to to step up again and and mm-hmm. help out more even though christian organizations are the ones who donate more time more financial resources uh, and more actual institutions towards uh, helping yeah. mothers. And, and something else, you know, I wonder if better, like, sex ed would make a difference. Mm-hmm. Like, just more education and trying to educate generations that just so flippantly use sex, you know, mm-hmm. um, ah, a, a, about the seriousness of that, you yeah. know. Um, you need to listen to a podcast by Candace Owens, and um, I was just listening to just this topic. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Candace Owens and a woman who is Lila Rose. Look up the Candace Owens show. Okay. And she, they talk really in-depth about that because yeah. they talk about how a lot of these sex ed classes are all about how you know, sex is something that you just throw away. And the relational aspect of it is mm-hmm. not there. The spiritual aspect of it's not there. The yeah. emotional aspect, all these different right. things. And it's basically saying, well, they're, you're going to do it anyway. So, you know, here's some here's some things that you can do to keep yourself safe. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what it has become. And it yeah. has taken out the relational aspect of it and has, they argue, and they make very good points, mm-hmm. that it's led to so many teen pregnancies that if, you know, even, I know this is a controversial thing, but if, if more abstinence things were being taught again, yeah. then, you know, it could, it statistically could maybe it would. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I do think that there is, is a place for condoms for safe sex talks mm-hmm. because some people are going to have sex. Like not everyone is going to be abstinent. Not everyone is a believer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, not everyone agrees with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but just on the general topic of trying to keep pre- unwanted pregnancies from happening, mm-hmm. um, educating people on s- better safe sexual practices. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what could be better there. So but. I feel like okay. Well, going back to something that I'm kind of like 
in my head, I've been making bullet points, so I'm going to go back a little bit. Me too. I've been writing some down. So, when you were kind of talking about, and we kind of talked about this earlier, about the church come alongside to help women, um, and then Michael was kind of talking about that, that that cannot be, um, we can't let that be an argument against, like, for abortion, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. well, um, what were you saying? What did you say? You said it a lot better. Um so what? Which part again? What are you talking about? That using that people can use that argument. Well, well, you need to be doing better with helping these women. Oh right, yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. if you're not doing that, then abortions must be okay, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And so right. the thing is, is it's kind of like it's like they want to throw that in our face, and it's like we recognize that mm-hmm. that is true, but um, yeah, that doesn't make it okay. Mm-hmm. But I what were you just saying? Okay, okay. So with all this, you're talking about sex ed and things like that. That yeah. kind of goes back to what I was thinking about earlier. Like, what is the motivation for this abortion? Is it so that we can, like, make my life comfortable so I can keep doing these things? Yeah. You know, like, I just feel like in our society, we want to take away consequences. We want to take away, we want to be able to do what we want mm-hmm. and not, have a consequence and if there is or like you know not have um a result of that yeah. and when there is one right. we're going to take it away yeah and that's not that's why not why everybody has abortion do yeah. not get me wrong well but, that's what i was I mean, getting at with the whole pride and selfishness thing that that's kind of what i was meaning in in that in that people would rather be prideful and selfish in the way of i'm i, I want i want sex and mm-hmm. i and i want to have sex like and that will not fulfill you, like right, the world right. says. Without, it will not right. go without fully, the... fully knowing that that like the purpose for sex is to make a child. Yeah, you know. Um, well, unfortunately, I mean, what Katie was saying was absolutely right. Like yeah. it's it, and again, like if if you're listening to this and you've had an abortion, then there is a level of guilt that's going to be there because mm-hmm. I mean, I think your conscience is screaming at you, and and it could you know be God telling you that right. you know this is something that you need to repent of, and that that there is salvation and love for you mm-hmm. um, in that. But um, but so the there's a thing called the vital statistics of the U.S. or the United States, and it it kind of points directly to that. Yeah, that is kind of usually typically the reason why women do get abortions. It's because they don't want it to affect their current lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, it goes back to that trotting out your toddler. So you have this, uh, this child who is two years old, but they're keeping you from finishing college. They're keeping you from being able to pursue the career that you want to pursue. Is it okay to kill that child because of that? Of course not. Same thing with incest. You know, you look at uh, or incest or rape. Um, you have this child, every time you see it, it makes you have flashbacks of right. the horrible thing that happened to you. Is it okay to kill that child? No, it is absolutely not okay to kill that child because it is a separate human life that has been made in the image of God. Um, and that means a lot. So, yeah. I th- yeah, I think it really boils down to, too, is that um, w- we want to be able to make decisions without, we just want to be able to do whatever we want. Yeah. And not realize or not think about that our decisions have long-term effects and that we should think harder about what we're about to do. Yeah. No one wants to do that, though. We just want to do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because it's going to feel good or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we need to sit and think. Yeah. Before we do yeah. something. Think well, before you do something. Yeah. Well, I have, a, I have a question for you, Katie. So I know, like, <clears throat> so... 
several of the other residents' wives and stuff are pregnant. And right, so, Lacey was telling me. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so we've been talking about pregnancy a lot, and um, and even after Lacey going through it, um, like I was able to see her, and 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 I see it in other women too. There, there's this sort of um, like motherly pride that yes. like there's like this womanhood thing. Yes. That, of like, I can carry a child and and. Um, it's like this empowering yes. thing. And, and I know like a lot of women are like, no, I don't want an epidural. And again, and that comes back to like, I want to do it all natural because it's this like womanly sort of rite of passage kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I wonder, you know, I see sort of these arguments about like women's rights. Like, no, like it's my body, it's my right. And like this sort of like motherly, I say motherly, but like womanly pride thing. Do you like, do you relate to that at no. all or do you? Okay. No, I don't understand it really okay. because when you have a, when you're pregnant and you have a baby, it's just like, it's crazy what kind of comes over you and you hear people talk about it, but mm-hmm. you don't understand it until it happens to you mm-hmm. because being pregnant's really hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. You people get, I mean, I didn't get as sick as some do, but some get sick um, really sick. Uh, it's painful, but at the same time, it is empowering. But also, and like as a believer, I'm like God has created this baby, mm-hmm. and He's using me. Uh, you know, and, and also you're like designed for this. Yeah, and yeah. it's crazy what your body does. Like mm-hmm. it blows my mind mm-hmm. what your body does, and our bodies, yours doesn't do that. Only ours does, right? Isn't right. that? And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy to me that yeah, that's what your body was designed to do, and just how all your organs start moving around. It's just crazy. It yeah. just blows yeah. my mind. And so I don't really understand. I think some of it. I guess I could maybe understand that they're making this argument in that. In this big, like, um, women, like, career, putting career maybe over, um, having a baby, kind okay. of like this career, like, this is what fulfills me. This makes me, um, I don't know. That's the only thing yeah. I can think of it maybe is yeah. like when I'm trying to understand yeah. where people are coming from is that I'm this powerful, like, I've made it all this way, my career. And I think some people think that being a mom is low on the, Oh, definitely. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, third wave feminists have been pushing that for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been devaluing uh, like natural woman's choices when it comes to career, when it comes to choosing motherhood and a family over career, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, for one, being a mother and raising children is the, I don't know, now it's the bravest thing you can do because it bucks so many yeah. crazy feminist stereotypes. Um, but it's not only that, but it's the most important thing that you can possibly do on this earth because you are instilling into that child the values and and as believers, you're instilling biblical truths into that human being that's going to then affect the world. Right. And that is, that's the most important thing. That's more important than anything else that anyone could possibly do. Uh, and not only that, but like you're witnessing to that child every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how you interact and, like, and just, oh, I just always think too that, we are trying, and I'm sure you are too, trying to, whoa, I'm so Watch sorry. It. I'm sorry. I hit the mic. We're trying to just pour into Avery um, so much about 
God and the Bible. And yeah. I'm sure, I mean, you know, I mean, even from a young age, yeah. you're reading Bible. And it says, mm-hmm. uh, it does a lot to me, too. I mean, right. it grows my faith. But then I also think about, you know, we're growing, we're like pouring all this into them so that they can later go and show others. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, it's just so beautiful to me. Yeah. yeah. And that, like, um, and we've talked about this before. Having kids is not easy. It's, no, it's not. not. And so yeah. I'm not saying like just have a kid and it's so easy. You know, it's hard. It changes you, your life. You put yeah. yourself aside. You right. have to put yourself aside. Right. And but that's um, the that's the decision that you're that you make. That's that, why you that need to think about right. that that's, before you. It's right. Uh, you're, yeah. By 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 saying yes, I'm gonna have sex. You're saying. Yep, I'm ready. I'm ready to have a kid in case it happens. Exactly. Even even if you are have, taking, you know, birth control or doing other things, you know. Yeah, that, none of that's like 100% right. like foolproof. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so you ha- you need to be Yeah. I mean, you're never yeah. going to be ready. I have another but, question right. for you. Oh, um, yes, Ethan. Well, Doctor yeah, Ethan. this is our first time to have a, a female yeah. on the podcast. So, I uh How do you make my wife not mad? <laughs> yeah, that would, we'll have tell a us, whole show about tell that. Us, right, yeah. Tell that us how your brain <laughs> works. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I again, and this is going back to touching a little bit of what we were talking about before, but like I, I see in the news and um, just all, really all over the place about um, women feeling like like they're under men and like men are like oppressing them somehow. Like this sort of, again, we've talked about these Marxist ideas of Mm -hmm. the oppressed versus the oppressor and these ideas that are kind of around, um, uh, you know, I mean, you hear it in like with like the wage gap stuff and, and, you know, now with like women's rights. Um, I mean, have you ever felt that or like felt like, ah, it's not like, I don't know. How did, have you ever, okay. just being a female? This made me think of this. Yeah. That kind of goes back to why um, why women may stand so strongly for abortion, too, as far as, um, you know, your career, um, putting that, like, um, above. It's also kind of like, well... I have to deal with this consequence. I have to deal with this for like eight months. I'm going to be pregnant for eight months. And the guy who got me pregnant, he doesn't have to do anything. Right, right. And so, um, and getting an abortion doesn't really fix that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Because if you have the baby, they'll have to pay um, child support. Mm -hmm. But um, there is that. I think there is that, like, that um, women want so bad to be... um, equal to men in a lot of, I mean, but even like take over their masculinity and take it away. I feel like mm. that's what we're doing mm. to men. Like we're taking it away mm. um, instead of just being who we are and we're different. And that's great. Right. Why do we, why are we fighting to we the same? We each have our own strengths. Why do we need mm-hmm. the same? Yeah. Yeah. So there is that in that, like, well, if, if he doesn't have to deal with this, if he can just walk away, then that's not fair for me to have to deal with it mm. either. You know, because right. there is that. That right. that is that's something that's interesting too. But it's also like, well, if we're taking away that responsibility by saying like we can do anything just as good as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never really felt like. I mean, in my job, I'm an educator, so we don't get paid differently based on our sex. Yeah, 
I've never seen that. I'm sure it might be different. I know in your case. It's um, not that way in the residency. We all get paid the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't but, know. I mean, I can see that, like, I mean, there's a lot of stereotypes, like, about even women doctors. Like, if you have a woman doctor come in a room and there's maybe a male nurse, who people oh, may right. assume that the that man the male is, is the doctor. And that can, you yeah. know, that's like a whole separate. Yeah. Um, well, what bothers me about that is that there there is a, such a thing as statistics, man. Like, like. There's the overwhelming majority of nurses are female. I mean, you can just mm-hmm. look at the national statistics of, of, of the healthcare system to find that out. Right. Yeah. And doctors, I'm not so sure. I think it's probably closer to 50 50 yeah. on the doctor now. side. Sure. Yeah. Now. But, yeah. Sure. but nurses, I completely agree. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like silly things like that I, just drive me crazy. People and take then, it to mean like a certain thing when yeah, that's not really exactly. what's intended. So, my husband is a nurse and he is right. male. Oh, he gets, yeah. He it gets comes a, full circle. It's right, so yeah. interesting because. He has to all, they're always like, are you a male nurse? He's like, I'm a nurse. I'm a nurse. Like, it doesn't I, matter this is if my I'm job. a guy or not. But it's so interesting um, because people will, like, assume that he's going to school to be a doctor. Okay. He's like, no, that's not, this is what I want to do. Uh-huh. So, um, I don't know why I said that, but. Anyway. Yeah, no. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, male, male nurses, yes. Right. Um, yeah. So, but I don't, yeah, I don't feel like I've been, like, oppressed by men. Okay, but also I've and I've been surrounded by really good men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've had really good examples of that, right? right my whole life. Right. So you're so privileged. Oh yeah. yeah. So you should have checked that at the door before you came. Yeah, out. but I'm really I'm so thankful for for that. Yeah, and yeah. Even knowing you guys, I mean, yeah, I don't. I've never felt like oppressed by men. So okay. Yeah. Well, um, I think we're running out of time. So I think we we need to wrap it up, but um, so many other good oh gosh, things. So many things. I mean, this is like, a loaded topic, and I'm so it, glad you're going to so talk about things. it next. Yeah. Your interview. Okay. Yeah. So let me plug that again real fast. So um, we have an interview coming up that will probably air on podcasts on the 10th of next month. So that will be June. Yeah, June 10th with a woman named Megan Allman who is a uh, spokesperson for the Life Training Institute. Um, and they do just a lot of uh, basically pro-life like training and teaching. There's a guy um, named Scott Klusendorf, uh, who I think is the director of um, the Life Training Institute. And he's, he's a pretty well-known guy. He's spoken with people like Paul Washer, Bodie Bauckham, and all those different kind of people. And um, so anyway, I'm really excited to have her on. Um, she's, a, she's an expert when it comes to... Uh, comes to the abortion debate so yeah I'm i'll really be interested to hear because i feel like we still kind of like a lot of questions and things we brought up so i'll be interested mm-hmm. in what she has to say yeah totally totally and uh so yeah that'll be probably like an hour long or something like that so be looking forward forward to it mm-hmm. um so yeah but anyway man katie it was awesome having you on Thanks. yeah and, really uh, until it. next time until yeah. next time <laughs> yeah we need to get a like a new picture for the truth for doubt yeah yeah it'll be great but anyway, so until then, thanks guys for listening. You can um, check us out on Instagram at truth underscore the number four underscore doubt. I need to make that easier because that's really hard. But uh, <laughs> um, And then you can also, if you want to support us, um, if you want to be able to submit questions and, and get a few other bonus things. We're working on some swag right now. Working on some swag. Uh, check out our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash T4D. That's patreon.com slash T, the number four D. But anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs>